Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for your Retirement Elevated. Welcome back to the Retirement Elevated podcast. This is Your Retirement Elevated with Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. Great to have you along with us today. The podcast is going to try and help you get a little smarter when it comes to the financial and retirement landscapes out there. Scott is the co-founder and managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group, serving you throughout the Kansas City metro area, but also serving clients all across the country. Find us online by going to listen to scott.com. And Scott, ready for another great show today? I am, Walter. It's going to be a short one today. Today, uh, because we're going to talk about a resource that we put together uh, for all of our clients and listeners of the podcast. So we're going to hit some highlights uh, of the document. And really, it's a resource to help you keep on track and help you figure out what documents you need to keep on file, because mm. uh, we get that question a lot. Yeah. I mean, when I first started doing taxes, uh, you know, obviously what would have been relatively... Actually, my tax returns have always been pretty complicated because... I think when I first started filing, I had like five or six different jobs, all different, like part-time and contract work and freelancing and a whole bunch of different stuff. So I've always had a bit of a complicated situation. I've itemized for many years until just recently. But yeah, I always had that question when I first started out, like, how long do I need to keep all this stuff for? Do I need to just keep the, the tax return? Do I need to keep all of the, you know, supporting documents? What about receipts? You know, are these things that you need to keep or do you just need to keep the overall paperwork? And then lots of other little details, too, that you start thinking about as you go through life. And do I need to keep this or do I not need to keep it? Should I shred it? You know, all these different little things. So we're going to make this downloadable available on the site, by the way. So just check the description of the show or the show notes of the show on whatever app you're using. And you'll see a link to where you can go to listen to scott.com and download this document if you want to follow along with us or download it after the show to get some details here. So, yeah, take us through the, the, at least the tax part to get us started here, Scott, because I'm sure that's probably the most uh, most asked about element. Oh, absolutely. So when you're thinking about tax returns, the guide states that you want to keep at least three years of tax returns and all supporting documentation on file. Now, in today's world of scanning, you know, and cloud storage, it's so much easier to get you know, to keep these things. And I think most tax preparers now are giving you a digital copy as well as the hard copy. And so federal, you want to keep at least three years of tax returns. Uh, depending on the state, uh, you may need to keep tax returns for longer than three years. So depending on where you're listening from today, uh, you want to go ahead and check that out. But that's a pretty safe bet of keeping three years of returns on file uh, from a tax situation. And so that's really the big one for taxes. Uh, if you think about uh, legal documents or the next big question we get quite a bit, you know, if you're a U.S. citizen, you definitely want to keep a copy of your Social Security card, uh, your birth certificate, and your passport. If you're a client of ours, uh, you get access to what we call our client portal, which you can log in and see all of your information. Uh, there's also a vault section on that, uh, where you can upload documents for safe encrypted storage. And so if you logged into mine and I showed you around my vault uh, on our system, uh, you would see a copy of my social security card, birth certificate, passport, um, any pertinent documents are all uploaded in there and archived. And so 
definitely that. Um, if you, from a legal document standpoint, you have an estate plan, uh, you definitely want to keep a copy of the will, uh, living will, power of attorney designation, medical and or burial instructions, beneficiary instructions that are on file, you know, anything, your, your trust, uh, you may want to keep a copy of that in there as well. And you want to make sure that either your loved ones have copies uh, at least the ones that are going to play an important role in your estate plan. You know, so your executors, your power of attorney, your trustees, you want to make sure that they have a copy of that, you know, the estate plan, or at least they know where to go to get a copy of those. You recommend uh, people have physical and digital copies of these things, Scott? Uh, most of our clients do. I know I do. Uh, I keep a physical copy in our safety deposit box. And then we have digital copies, you know, that are backed up for a lot of our clients. We will help them upload that into the vault. That way, if something does happen, they know that we know where they are. Uh, so we're able to help family members, you know, estate planning attorneys or tax professionals. If we're not already working with those group of people to help you know, facilitate the plan, we can be a good resource to be able to, you know, point them in the right direction. Uh, when it comes to estate planning documents. What about uh, health care items? Uh, you kind of touched a little bit on like what happens if, with your wills and those kinds of things, but what about while you're still living? So example, um, if like you have a health savings account, you want to keep all your medical receipts from the date the HSA was opened. You know, so you want to have all those. If you're going to write off medical expenses on your tax return, uh, you need to keep all those records as long as you keep your tax returns. You know, so if you're keeping your tax returns for three years, you probably want to keep those records for medical expenses for three years. If you're on Medicare, you may consider keeping your Medicare summary notices, you know, for at least three years or at least until your bills are paid in full. Um, that's a good good plan of action when it comes to you know healthcare, and then. Finally, you know, if you get through healthcare, you know, asset and or debt related documents, uh, you know, if you have investment accounts or bank accounts, you may want to keep the most current statement on file, you know, your paper or electronic, may be a good idea to keep the end of year statement on file until you complete your tax return is a good idea. This is a big one. Um, if you and investments purchased before 2012, uh, that was the year that custodians were required to track cost basis. And that's, that is in your after-tax investments. So not in your IRA or anything like that, it's your after-tax investments. You definitely want to keep records of what you paid for the non-covered investments in the event you sell them in the future because if you don't have that information, uh, your 1099 is not going to report that cost basis. Side note to that, you know, besides keeping good records, uh, when we routinely, when we'll, when a client of ours inherits money, uh, let's say from their parent, both their parents passed, let's say the mom was the last survivor, and the kids inherit after-tax dollars or what we call brokerage accounts, Eight out of ten times, the cost basis isn't adjusted correctly. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Oh wow! And that become a headache if you go to sell some of those, you know, positions later, and they're not. They're going to potentially be a much larger tax hit uh, because of the numbers they're using. So, quick example. Mom and dad paid ten dollars for the stock, you know, twenty years ago. It's now worth a hundred dollars. Well, if mom and dad were going to sell it while they were alive, they have ninety dollars worth of capital gain. 
So 100 minus 10 equals 90. Well, if they never sell it and you inherit that, their cost basis with 10, it's now worth 100. When you inherit it, your new cost basis is 100. Hmm. And it only you only pay taxes from 100 on up. So that's called step up in basis. So very important to keep all that data, make sure that you have contract down that data and make sure at the death of a loved one that the custodian makes sure those records are updated uh, to save yourself a lot of headaches going forward. That's a great point, Scott. What, what about uh, one that came to my mind as the because I've always thought about maybe claiming uh, a home office, but I've heard obviously the, the the rumors that that can make it really difficult, or you might get audited if you have the home office, and it's also just a lot to keep a track with, with you know splitting bills and figuring all of those things out. What about documentation for that? I'm sure you've got some clients who utilize that kind of deduction. Yeah, in that scenario. The more, the better. Okay. So documentation, <laughs> documentation. You know, keep all your receipts for any housing, home office-related expenses, you know, utility bills, mortgage statements, uh, because you're going to have to prove uh, that those were gross expenses, and then you're going to have to calculate what part of those expenses applied to the business. So how much square footage do you use, you know, for your office? You know, how much of your internet do you actually use for your business? And so with that, you definitely want to work with a, a good system to be able to capture all that data. And I know taxes are easier to do today. I could do my own taxes, but I prefer to pay my CPA uh, because that's what they do day in and day out. And they're going to navigate, help me navigate through the complexities of the, the tax system. And they're going to help me avoid all the pitfalls and what I call red flags that pop up. And it's comforting for me to know that they're on my side. Uh, they're giving me the best advice that's in my best interest. And I know if something goes awry and the government has questions, they have to be there to help me navigate through that. And so just like when people delegate to us for financial planning or help with the retirement planning, we've been down that path. We've, we know the questions to ask. We know the process to take people through. They want us to help them make good decisions, you know, so it's very similar to that. So, so again, a lot of these things there, you want to keep a file if they're digital or a hard copy, keep those for a period of time, you know, that's, and there's quite a few lists, other lists out there that will give you timeframes for every document. Um, but I think we covered a lot of the good ones today. And as always, if you have any other questions about things, check this list out, give us a call. We'll be happy to help guide you through the process of figuring out what do you really need to keep and what can you get rid of? We've got the PDF on the website. Just go to listentoscott.com. That's listentoscott.com, and you can download the list. Just look for today's episode called What Documents Do I Need to Keep on File? Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or another app, you can just check the description or the show notes of today's show and uh, click the link that's in there, and that'll take you right to where you need to go. Scott, appreciate the help on today's show. Interesting to hear some of the details, and this is a really helpful guide. Easy to follow. Gives you some good details in there as well. So I do encourage people to go check that out. Make sure that you've got all the things that you need to be keeping on file, indeed on file. And uh, we'll talk to you again on the next podcast. Looking forward to it, Walter. Had a lot of fun. That's Scott Dugan of Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on the Your Retirement Elevated podcast.
Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.